Now is your time to flip. Greetings and salutations from the 13th floor where the furniture isn't always the best, but the views are amazing. Of course, this podcast is brought to you by the motivators at Fledgeology, where the mantra is leap, grow, fly. And I am your host, B. Jones, the moderator. And today I'm joined, but we got double trouble on the show today, man. We got Namdi and Faison. Yeah. <laughs> Good morning, everybody. Good morning. <laughs> appreciate you all being here. Uh, I had a little difficulty trying to avoid little Nam from knocking the computer down. So there was a slight delay in my, uh, my usual. But I appreciate you coming through listening and i appreciate all your ears right now yeah yeah <laughs> that's it <laughs> we also have mr logistics bj what's going on man what's going on man finally back on another call i'm good here i'm good to be here glad to be here man easy easy el fresh dente dope beard fresh welcome to the show man what's yes uh, even though the beard is a little trimmed along with the top we still make it drop like a full fold in the flip time. We here, we ready. Let's go. Let's get it. I love the freestyle, man. Like, we're going to have a competition. You and Wiz. Next time Wiz on the call, we're going to see who got it. Lego. Lego. <laughs> <laughs> and as I go to the prolific orator himself, Carol and Baby Asher, what's going on? What's going on? What's going on? This is going to be one heck of a show. Uh, at Asher heard the last podcast. He said, wait a minute, Dad. Not only did you not wake me up for the podcast, but then you had somebody else on in my place. Nah, we're not doing that next time. So he was up early this morning, ready to go. Ready to go. Look Twins at him. We just put a mic and everything. Twins unite. Yeah, he's like, he's like, wait a minute, where are my headphones? I need my headphones. <laughs> <laughs> Asher's a vet in the game, man. He got to show Nomni what's up. So, yeah, man, welcome back to the 13th floor, man. We got a great show lined up for you. We're going to be getting into uh, piggybacking off a little bit of what we talked about last week with Colin Kaepernick and LBJ, basically talking about creating your platform and utilizing your influence. But before we get into all that, man, we definitely shout out my son. We celebrated his birthday last weekend. Kellen, he's four years old. Had an amazing time, man. The family put on a Ninja Turtle-themed birthday party. He got uh, he actually made out like a bandit, man, because, you know, most of his immediate family is in Florida. All of my grandparents and everybody, you know, that'll grab him all these different gifts and toys and trucks and everything that he's into, it's all in Florida. But uh, Chris, my lady's family, made him feel right at home, man. He came away with some boxing gloves. He got a karaoke machine a couple remote control cars. I'm really excited about the boxing gloves though, man. I think we're gonna put those to real good use. Hey, so so were you Master Splinter? <laughs> so, you know, that was my idea with the, you know, the little goatee thing going on. Like I actually I, I thought about getting a mask and everything and being Master Splinter. Cause when he came down, uh, we had the, you know, the Ninja Turtle theme music playing and everything in the background. So we thought about it, but nah, I didn't actually go full, full Splinter on it. Ooh, you know, went full throttle, baby. So the funny thing is that, and I, I just came back from a, um, a conference this, this last weekend in um, in Frisco, Texas. But uh, we were talking about how you know, Generation Generation Z, I think they're called, where you know we didn't have these these elaborate theme parties or this. We, you know, if you were on the fives, you got maybe a balloon and a cake. But other than that, it was a simple and the right theme. Yeah, that was like oh, character but now, you know, all our kids are coming out with like theme music to like softball games and like big parties. And I blame Pinterest for all this Yo. to make it. I <laughs> that my it sweet is. sixteen uh, <laughs> right. back in the day. And all of a sudden, everybody, just like you said, thinks that there is some reason to give a two-year-old of uh, a wedding pretty much <laughs> exactly yeah, I, I spent five racks on his on his birthday for what i don't right? know about five racks. For what? <laughs> but it's funny that you mentioned pinterest man because i had been like i don't know i guess anti-pinterest for a while i just didn't see the purpose of it. i thought it was just like some you know app that my lady that uses all the time term. you know and she's always putting together boards and trying to show me stuff and i'll look at it every now and again but I never thought that I would have any use for Pinterest until this birthday party. And it actually came through, man, real clutch, man. We got everything off of there, sent it to uh, Auntie Jackie and she put on, uh, we'll put everything together. So yeah, shout out Pinterest, man. It's actually pretty clutch. Shout out Auntie Jackie, dog. Yeah, hey, right. put it all together. Hey, listen, hey, hey, but that's dangerous because Auntie Jackie is the one that ends up 
with all the pets and all the birds and everything. So you got to be real careful. Nah, so that's Auntie Bunny. Auntie Jackie. No, that's Auntie Bunny. Auntie Jackie is the oh. wedding planner and you know the party planner, the project manager. And Auntie Bunny is the one that comes with all the pets. <laughs> oh, Bunny. okay. Bunny is just like associated with pets. Bunny is exactly. the, you know what I mean? So already, already got a way to associate. Wow. Auntie, Auntie Doolittle. <laughs> hey, so in talking about kids, man, I got to tell you all about, you know, this kid that came into the, you know, the job the other day. Uh, last night, as a matter of fact. So you guys know me. I, I Prior to having a son, you know, I really didn't want anything to do with anybody's child if you weren't well behaved. So, <laughs> let's just say that uh, the this customer comes into the store and she's trying to buy a car and her mom is with the person selling the car to sell consult and the little girl who had to be like five or six just comes into our office and I'm sitting there looking like man whose child is that but I'm not saying anything because <laughs> because I'm I'm in my office so the little girl walks in and she sees the the water cooler and she wants water so somebody happened to be walking by and helped to get some water and we got we've got one of those that has the two levers so she's just like oh uh what's this one on the left so the dude's like oh well the water and that one's hot she's like oh yeah i love drinking hot water so you already know we're going wrong already so she's like i know I, I like the hot water um so anyway we get past that she doesn't get the hot water she gets the cold water but then she comes back and she wants to start talking to people so there's a young lady in there so she's like what's your name is like oh, that no. yeah just like that and she has to be like like i said four five six one of those okay so it just so happens that it's it's a young lady she, she's pregnant with her first child, so obviously she's she's in the mood, you know, oh, my name is such and such. So the little girl's like, okay, well, this particular uh, person has some sun-kissed jelly beans on her desk. And of course, five years old, she, she spots it. Yeah, oh, that was the first thing she saw. <laughs> who, 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 do, who those belong to? Who those belong to? <laughs> yeah, who those belong to? Him downstairs. <laughs> so I'm trying not. I'm really trying not to get involved because I'm trying to condense this. But this is like 15 minutes in now. So eventually, Sam tells her, "Hey, uh, you know those are mine. Let me get some." Wow. Not not please, not whatever. Yeah, not she may says. I? <laughs> right. So she says, "Well, you have to ask your mom." <laughs> So she goes and comes back, and she says, "My mom said I could have something to bring her some too." <laughs> oh no! Wow! Tragedy! Wow! She tried it, bro. <laughs> yeah, she tried it. So Sam says, "Okay, uh, get a cup. We got styrofoam cups right there. Get a cup. Now nah, I'm gonna get two because my mama's gonna get her own cup." <gasps> wow! She's like, "Okay, I'll put a little bit in each cup." Well, then we go from that to now I'm out in, in the actual, the big office, I'm, I'm out there. And she looks at me and she rolls her eyes. And I'm, I'm, I'm good with that. I'm like, okay, that's cool. Why are you here? <laughs> so anyway, so um, somebody else comes in and she starts talking to them. So I'm like, oh, okay, you can talk to that person, but you didn't want to talk to me. But she rolls her eyes again. So I'm like, okay, you know what? Let me go back in my office. So I go in my office now and she comes over and she's like, what's your name is? And I'm like, wow. I'm like, I'm what's sorry. Your are, name you, are you asking me what is my name? So she looks to me and she just says, mm, stank. <laughs> wow. This is what? crazy. Nice. So you guys already know. I'll argue with anybody. I don't care. <laughs> oh, <man. laughs> So you get into it with a kid. So I'm like, so of course, I'm like, you stink. (laughs) (laughs) Your lips stink. So she turns around to go walk off. I'm like, yeah, go tell your mama I said you stink. (laughs) (laughs) 
Why you being mean to the kids, man? She don't know no better. <laughs> she started it. She started it. <laughs> That's hey. petty, bro. She started it. So then she walks off, and I'm like, "That's fine." But then she comes back and spends like another thirty to forty minutes in our office. Her mom never comes to check on her. Never comes to Y'all find out who she. Babysitter. She probably was making right. phone calls, acting. <laughs> and so she's I'm just in the buyer's office, office, like hanging out. Just in the buyer's office, hanging out. Never, ne- her mom never comes to see who she's with, what's going on, nothing. Does somebody know her? None of us knew her. Oh eventually, God. eventually somebody comes and says, uh, "Hey, where are your parents?" And she says, "I only got one parent. My daddy in jail." And I was just like, oh. Man, wow. here we go. Oh man, so you know, I felt this is like Maury all over her. Now, yeah, now you like, oh, I told her, I told her she stay, she don't stay. <laughs> That's, fine. That's fine. Her attitude was staying, and I, uh, she staying. <laughs> well, how you gonna treat the little kid like that, man? She don't know no better, man. You could have just found mom, like, hey, your daughter's wandering around, no, mind. you know, keeping an eye on her. Listen, I'm not trying better. to. Pass. I'm not trying Someone to pass. Judgment. That. I'm not trying to pass judgment on anybody, but uh, you could definitely see that it was learned behavior because yes. I did go to see where her mom was, and it, it was very observing, clear. Observing from a distance, you saw some of the same mannerisms. Some of the same mannerisms. The, the fruit didn't fall too far from the tree, is what you're saying. And neither did the sun kiss uh, jelly bean. <laughs> oh, did have her cup of jelly bean. I played with that. It's a learned behavior, Art. So it's like she doesn't, she really doesn't know any better because it's okay at home. And you're right, somebody should check that. So I guess that's a role. Oh yeah, kind of sort of. Oh, she told she she told me to shut up at some point, and I said, hey, I said you can't you can't tell me to shut up. She said, well, I tell people to shut up at home. I said, well, whose house is this? She's like, I don't know. So then Sam was just like, well, he's the boss, and she's just like, he ain't the boss. And I said, actually, yes, I am. And if you're going to be in here with me, that means you my employee. Don't get fired. And then what she said? <laughs> she didn't say anything. She turned around. Oh, wow. Like four years old. That's crazy. Four years old, man. I'm just like, this is crazy. I'm like, man, I got to worry about little girls like you trying to date my son in the future. That's crazy. <laughs> oh, exactly. Man. That's the truth. Wow. Imagine a classroom full of about five of them. That's about uh, it. Yeah, and they just feed off each other. I can only imagine, huh, BJ? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. On a lighter note, y'all see that uh, that Pepsi commercial? What? <laughs> he just bite that? You guys can't can't see the the that's, that's not a real but watermelon, he, right? He just <laughs> somehow oh, grinded through a squishy so fruit and took a bite out like it was an actual watermelon <laughs> and was disgusted. was mad that it didn't taste like watermelon. I told him it looked too good. I was amazed when I first had it up. I was like, <laughs> Yeah, man. Nice you, you, you watermelon. You for it. Say, where's the real thing? On a lighter note, though, y'all see this uh this Pepsi ad that everybody's all up in a roar about with uh, Kendall Jenner? It is yes. Kendall, right? It's not Kylie. I don't. I don't. I can't. Keep I don't know which one. It's Kendall. One of them. K. K. Jenner. Whatever. <laughs> K. Jenner. Exactly. How y'all feel about that, man? No. I, when I saw it, I didn't think it was as crazy as it was. I took it for the for just you know. Oh, I saw the whole video, so I saw the whole minute and a half video, which went through like you know artistic things and people playing around having fun. So. If you see the clip, that 30 second clip, then yeah, it's kind of like, whoa, that's really disrespectful. But if you see the whole thing, you're like, oh, it's actually like, you know, it's not as big as it is. So it's just crazy. But the memes made it even worse when they were coming out. Just like, yeah, that's just, sense. it's insane. So I don't, <laughs> that's I pretty much what the, it falls uh, under. I didn't see the whole thing. I only saw the 30 second clip that um, it was, on, I think it was on like CNN or something. And from that, I didn't really see what the big deal was from that 30 second clip, but then I was told by other people, like if you watch the whole thing where they show a little bit of, I guess the resistance and the protests and stuff, and then having her in the middle of it, it just doesn't quite make sense. Uh, and uh, it's, it's you know, what what everything falls subject to now is the, is the internet and the over-criticism. While I understand the, uh, the points that were made by people, in 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 how they were you know trying to uh position it against you know really a lot of the the different um issues going on in uh today's society 
petty. At the end of the day, they were just trying to sell them Pepsi, uh, some Pepsi soda. And I understand that they were trying to play off of it. May not been 100% the best taste, and especially the the clip when you're looking at how it's put together. It, when it's telling the whole story versus only seeing a 30 second piece of something, there's a lot of ways to take a lot, lot of things. And I think there's plenty uh, more important things that could have been uh, spoken about and been uh, more topics of concern for this week than being such in, in such an uproar about a Pepsi commercial at the end of the day. Here's the part that got me. I didn't even see the commercial. And I mean, whatever. It's neither here nor there. But what's killing me is how people are flocking to Coke now and being like, oh yeah, bring bring Coke or whatever. And it's like, okay, well, the formula for Coke was founded by a slave and they didn't get any credit because they were a slave. So their slave owner got credit for it, but we're not all up in arms about Coke. Exactly, and and this isn't the worst thing Pepsi's done. You gotta remember, yeah, that's don't remember Pepsi burnt Michael. I was gonna say the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> so let's never forget, right? Never, never forget. forget. They tried to take out one of our champions, right? Like 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 Pepsi started Mike on the drugs, mm. exactly on the, on the painkillers. We all seen the special. This is not disrespect in any means, Pepsi. <laughs> we uh, respect you. <laughs> You'll take that sponsorship. You exactly, it's wet out there. Pepsi, brown and delicious, just like fresh. <laughs> <laughs> hey, listen. So we just lost Pepsi. We just lost Coke. Uh, we got to go to the. We got to go to the independent guys now. Doctor so, Pepper. Uh, we're, we're on. We're on the juices in, in that respect anyway. So I think it seems like one of the mistakes Pepsi made kind of segues into our topic for the day with the whole platform and influence because I think uh, well, what I saw a lot of the feedback was around it was Kendall and her being the one in the middle of all of the uh, protests and kind of quelling the whole uh that's the anguish and anger between the two sides right <clears throat> and we were talking about colin kaepernick versus colin kaepernick and his stance on the injustices in the world or uh, in america versus lebron james Dwayne wade and those and their stance on the injustices and how they were just completely perceived in different manners mainly because one's platform or influence just didn't match the other and you know what i wanted to talk about is like how do you create that platform and utilize that influence i think it's um especially as a quote-unquote regular person in society because it's easy for like an athlete or an entertainer somebody that's in the limelight all the time to you know they have a voice or a message or, or a platform but for us in everyday society how do we go about creating that i think you, you started off saying it the right way with the issue is i didn't see the commercial at all I've heard a lot. I had a lot of conversation about it this week. Um, but I think it's the it's the person they chose to represent that that quote that mediator that bridge between the two opposing sides. Now, had they had the company decided to go with somebody who had an established um, history of having that as their platform, I don't think it would have been as big of a fallout. So by putting them, who's this person who's a basically doesn't really have anything besides social media as their their way to fame and and other their their family money everything there's there's no real reason there's no real um background for this person to be even in remotely involved with this right it's like she she lacks a whole lot of credibility at the end of the day because this is someone who's probably never experienced some of those social injustices no matter how she may feel about them she just lacks a certain level of credibility right right she's just getting she's going there for a paycheck that's that's absolutely it is 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 you don't you don't have the credibility you don't have the foundation that even makes this seem realistic so even though it's a commercial and, and it's 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 written it's not necessarily non-fiction when you depict things that could be real well, this person that you put in the middle clearly w w would not be in this situation in real life. You're going to be locked up in a room somewhere with your bodyguards. Exactly. I tell you, okay, 
ironically this week i actually saw uh someone on my facebook feed they put out this question so they say so pepsi has to apologize for running an ad that showed a protest putting their differences differences aside for a pepsi claiming they're selling their product on immoral grounds nike made a commercial with lebron serena durant and rapper rapper selling their product on the issue of inequality they were applauded and praised for their bravery double standard i would have to see the nike commercial because i don't remember that offhand like right at the beginning of the year they put it out right around um new year's and it was a whole campaign but it was a lot stronger more poignant than just you know music graphics and a girl walking a pepsi over you know what i mean right. like there was speech but, behind it but but i'm sure and 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 we talked about some of it last week but i'm sure we can find other instances or occurrences where those same people have spoken out against whatever cause injustice so it's not something that's far-fetched to see those people doing it um so that's the difference is that it's a little bit far-fetched for us to imagine whichever one of the genders she is um doing this commercial right and then if you look at uh i don't know if the influence of either company is the same amongst the culture that they were trying to target with these uh these commercials because i know nike you know it's big you know in athletics and you know that minority group you know everybody knows nike everybody knows pepsi too but nike been doing commercials targeted at at this group so they have a certain level of credibility there then you take it to the next level with the individuals that they chose to send their message i think that's that's very important i mean that, that's at the foundation you know creating the credibility you know, having that authentic nature about yourself and then utilizing the pieces that are actually going to be successful in, in tailoring your message. I think it comes down to Nike smart. They know who who their target audience is. They know who's wearing their sneakers, right? Coke, on the other hand, you're not going to go to a protest or march or, or a Pepsi. Sorry, Pepsi. You're not going to go out there and see a bunch of people walking around with Pepsis at, at a rally. But I guarantee you a bunch of them got on Nikes. Right. I'll, I'll even tell you, I feel more like LeBron, Serena, and all of them came to Nike and said, we want to do something that makes a statement as opposed to Pepsi came to Kylie Jenner like, hey, will you hand the Pepsi in this ad. You feel what I mean? Yeah. Just yeah, like you said, exactly. it's, it's, the, it's, it's more the... Um, the importance and stance behind the message and the fact that you know LeBron, Serena, and, and everyone else in these Nike commercials actually outside of the Nike commercial are speaking up on these injustices and actually working on trying to figure out how to, you know, implement change. Whereas I just know Kylie Jenner has a black uh, boyfriend. <laughs> I'm saying, you said it right. The Kardashians and Jenners are saving one black man at a time. So I shouldn't one, say that. <laughs> one. One sunken, one sunken person at a time. Um, but, but that's exactly what it comes down to, and, and you're probably right. Uh, once you get to the to the to the position where you have a platform, what is the the impact or the power that you hold to be able to use your platform effectively, and to be able to demand certain things for your platform? So you're right. If LeBron goes to Nike and says, "Hey, look, this is what I want to do." Can we do it? And they say no. In the back of their head, they're like, well, you know what? If we say no to LeBron, is he going to want to leave us? Is he going to want to go to Adidas? Is he going to want to go to somebody else? So we better make this happen. Right? But Kylie Jenner, I mean, or whichever one of the Jenner she is, if who cares? Like, if she says, no, I don't want to do this. I mean, it's really more to her benefit than it is to them, really and truly. Because if she decides that she doesn't want to do it, they're just going to go find somebody else. Right. They're gonna go find Ariana Grande or or somebody else. It doesn't and, really. And one of my one of my coworkers and I were talking about this on the drive back home the other day, and like I said earlier, Kylie, wh- whoever she is, I don't know who the girl is. So we just go um, K Jenner because <laughs> don't nobody know who hey, she Jenner. is. <laughs> I, 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 they showed me a picture. I couldn't tell you who what she was or if I seen her before. But anyway, um, her mom is her manager, correct? If I'm wrong, probably so. 100. Oh yeah, uh, um, yeah. So yeah. 
whatever contract she did for this commercial, she just showed up to do a com- damn commercial. Her mom is the one who was like finagling me in the background and saying, yeah, we're gonna do it, or give the approval. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the day, your manager is be looking out for you. So mom is looking at that paycheck. Daughter's like, I got a job to go do. Let me shoot this commercial and go back on my life. End of story. Right. There's, so- no, there's no tie to it. Right, so the level of consciousness just wasn't there in this decision. Um, I want to take it back a little bit and utilize LeBron James as an example. So, you know, we said, you know, he he could have been or him and Serena, whoever, they could have been the ones to take it to Nike, right? So when you think of them and their influence and what they have, like it's based kind of sort of on them being the best at whatever it is they're doing. They are at the top um, of their in. Uh, they're at the top of their athletic field. So LeBron James, best basketball player, Serena Williams, arguably one of the greatest tennis players of all time. Yes. But once again, like there, how does that transfer into, you know, art's life, you know, and him being able to have the sort of influence or the platform that he has at his job or Brett's life being able to, you know, lead a team. And I'm in a, a, a role at, at my current job I'm more of a I'm, I'm a lower level uh, employee, not lower level employee, but I'm not a manager like a Carol of an entire office. I'm one of the you know wheels working within the office, and you know I report to somebody who re- reports to somebody else. But I'm not a senior level manager. I don't have a whole lot of power with my position. Yet and still, I, I have to be able to create that platform and exert a certain level of influence amongst those around me. So getting back to that regular person who may not be the best at their respective craft or whatever it is because take myself for example i'm definitely not the best buyer in my office i'm probably like number three or number four if we look at the numbers however when it comes to you know getting certain things done or putting out certain messages or leading the team to accomplish a certain goal i do have a certain level of influence and platform that i can utilize that isn't based on me just being the greatest employee or the greatest I guess buyer in the office on paper I think it all starts with understanding your own traits and and what you can um, highlight within yourself to be able to you know put out into the universe and and, you know be able to see receive back you you personally thrive because of your sports background and always being in a team environment and having a, 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 a kind of a background of knowing, you know, it's a bigger a bigger movement than just worrying so much about myself. That's what helps you be able to navigate in that type of form that you're in now. It's because you're able to, you know, think about all of CarMax as opposed to just worrying solely about bread all the time. And that's what can help you, you know, thrive in that situation that just like you said, you have to, even though you're not a manager, you still are able to navigate and start to plant those seeds that lets everyone understand and know, wow, you're here for the company. You know, even though you get a check, it's it's about you understand it's about the company and trying to grow the company. I think that it comes down to your platform is wherever you're at and wherever you have influence at. And I, I think you don't have to walk into CarMax with a, a, a afro picking your hair and a, a, a dashiki on and, and no, it's the example that you live, that you lead on your daily life, sets the tone for everything you're gonna do. And I think that ties right back to Kate Jenner, whatever, whichever one we're talking about. She, that, her platform, her daily, her daily strifes, struggles has nothing to do with the platform that they PepsiCo put her in. And that was, uh, they missed the mark by by not having somebody who is a part of that daily, um, who has those struggles, who has those different uh, different lens to look through. When you walk into CarMax or when any of us walk into our jobs, we know the things we've gone through and the, the different struggles, the, the different um, relationships, the different situations we've experienced in life. And we bring all that to the table. So not being the number one employee has really nothing to do with it, in my opinion. It, it really is how you carry yourself, how you treat others, and how you're going to use that influence to to affect ultimately for them the company, but then 
not um, turning your back on your true self with your your, your true beliefs. Because we know many people who walk, walk into work and are a fake person. But when they leave, they want to be all radical and everything. That that's It's not about hiding yourself, but it's about maintaining whatever you need to do and, and not being a hypocrite. And that's exactly it. It's, it's being, it goes back to legitimacy. Like when you come into work, are you genuine? Even if you're not number one, are you genuine in your work ethic? Do you have a level of work ethic? And I think that earns you the right to be able to be on a platform and exercise whatever it is you choose to do from your platform. So your platform, Brett, as being somebody that, you know, has managed you and, and worked, uh, you know, where, where, where you were, or you working for me or however you want to turn side it. By side, side by side. <laughs> just got weird. Side by <laughs> side, whatever you want to call it. <laughs> Real weird. Your, 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 your platform is, is rooted in teamwork because you've been in those environments and that's what you try to push. So when you speak from that aspect, people listen to you, you command an audience because they know that, okay, this is what Brett's passionate about. This is what he's absolutely dedicated to. You can't measure that with a number. Right. right. So, so that's an immeasurable, and you 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 use that to to your advantage um, because that's what you're naturally suited to. So that's fine. And 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 don't ever think of yourself as a regular person because I don't yeah. think there's anybody that's that's regular. Because once you find that thing that is part of your platform, that now takes you to at least above average. And you're right? consistent. Exactly. It's being authentic, you know, the, the authenticity and, and, and being able to stay true. All of those people that we mentioned before, you know, the LeBron James and Serena's, you find that authenticity. If you look at somebody like LeBron, who there are far and few uh, other athletes that you can find that have, you know, like really the worst thing that you can say as far as publicly LeBron has done is like the South Beach decision. Other than that, you don't hear about LeBron James, you know, getting in trouble doing something stupid or not even when he was young that was one thing i noticed from his inception into the league even when he was in high school listening to him talk his his focus his thought his platform his authenticity he's always been focused and understood like i want to try and be the best and i'm going to work at doing that and i'm going to do it in a smart strategic strategic way and not just you know while i'm going to enjoy my ride i'm also going to be um respectful of, of of you know the talent and what i'm doing and, and try to you know to make the most of it and look we, we we keep talking about these sports figures but let's talk about 45 i mean when you talk about a platform and you know consistency legitimacy i think that's people's biggest uh uh opposition to 45 is that man what how did this happen like this guy look at the stuff that he's done how does that warrant him holding the position that he holds now and 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 that's where that that problem comes from so no matter what he's delivering there's always going to be there's always going to be an air of what in the world just happened right like he it's a it's a certain genuineness that you have to bring to the table <laughs> when you have that influence to have that influence man so you know you have to be an authentic version of yourself and you have to utilize those immeasurables i think that's really important take like figuring out what the immeasurable is because once you have that as carol stated you can't measure that by a number so they can't put you on a line or put you in a category and, and say okay yeah this is all that they're good for just based off of you know the numbers you produce when you have those immeasurables and you're able to lead a team in any fashion that goes so much further in the workplace. Definitely. If you are able to infuse, and especially, uh, you know, with me, it's always about energy. And so being able to infuse energy and, and, and passion for things and, and to get people excited about doing, you know, what some people may think is mundane, that, that's where the, the, the real secret is. If, if you can really be able to be somebody who can be that positive light, especially when it's, Hey, we're doing the same thing we had to do last week. Well, hey, we got to be more fired up about it this week and, and, and try to do a better job than we did last week. If you can be that source of energy, that that's contagious. That's what people want in the workplace as opposed to somebody who is just, you know, tunnel vision and, and focused on, hey, 
I'm here to, to move these widgets. That's what I do. Well, you know, there's a bigger plan than moving these widgets. It actually leads to X, Y, Z. And then that's really what the bigger story is about. Uh, I, I just, um, you know, going to do a little self-promoting, but just got in a, a major award at my company. And and I, you know, I posted on Facebook. I was like, hey, you know, totally humble. Hold on, hold on, pause, on, pause, pause, dog. Go ahead and let that marinate. Let it breathe a little bit. That man was just stunning on y'all, if y'all don't realize. Franchise business consultant of the year. And that's not for just like your area. That's for like the whole country, like right. the whole company. <laughs> it's not a regional award, huh? Hey man, no, congrats, no, man. no. Thank you, thank you. And, and, and you know, I, I put that up on Facebook, and I kind of was like, you know, like I said, I was humbled and surprised that I won. Um, and then I'm getting feedback from some of my older employees, and um, you know, it was just what they're saying is like, you know, you, what you did for me, and your examples you've shown when I was when you were 16, 17, I knew you'd go on to do great things, and what you showed me still resonates today. And, you know, we never think about, well, I do, but some people don't think about the implications you have on that person, on the you work with, that can change their future and how you interact with them. So those looking back and seeing the comments now from team members 16, 17, who are now doctors and lawyers and musicians, all still say that at that foundation you set for me when I was 16 or 17, my first job at a smoothie shop, um, that's changed the game. So I'm going to pause you right there because I, I want to know what exactly was it that you that you used to, to exert that influence? I think that's important. Yeah, well, a lot of some of them, well, for me personally, what it was, it was, it was leading by example. So when I set a standard to be a certain way, I lived that way. I didn't, I didn't, I never came in as the operator of the boss and, you know, said, well, you guys do this and I'll do that. It was always, you know, me. I'm gonna live this how it should be for now for my owners. I live the example. I come into a store. By example, I remember yeah. when Art first got his first uh, started working in Jamba Juice and coming to the stores and seeing like this man is 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 a workaholic, uh, but he just and it's like Art stones out. He he's the most efficient with his time and he is going to make sure. Okay, let's figure out how this works. What are we supposed to do? Okay, if we do it this way, this will everything will get done. It'll be efficient and we can keep on moving as opposed to, you know, kind of, like you said, there are a lot of managers who play the game of, hey, I'm gonna whip you employees into doing what I think should be done. But because I've never experienced or understand what's going on, I don't really, uh, you know, know how to operate, how it truly operates in order to really pro provide you with that, that, you know, real in-house in advice and, and, you know, guidance. So Art is one of them guys who will pull back his sleeves and be right there, you know, putting ice into the big machine, going ahead and making smoothies in the back, you know, un unpacking vegetables or cutting up stuff, whatever needs to happen. I've seen him do that from the beginning. So it's, it's even bigger than that because you saw him do that in the beginning. So just last year, I was at one of his stores and he happened to be there and they had an associate that was supposed to be squeegeeing the window and this guy was squeegeeing the window wrong. So here's a guy that's now in a regional position and he comes out there and says, hey, let me show you how to do this. And he takes the squeegee from the guy and starts showing him the pattern in which he should squeegee, squeegee the window, right? That's not even his store. Yep. He's just there to, to, to provide support, but he's out there squeegeeing the window of a guy that probably just started like, I don't know, a couple weeks ago, a few weeks ago, and is new to the, to the company, and he's out there showing him, "Hey, this is how you do this." And right? what and, that and, infuses, yeah. yeah, what that infuses in a company because he just started the same cycle that that Art spoke of. People seeing that reward and saying, "Hey, when I was 16, and and you know, you show me." The same cycle just started with that same person right there. Because to be somebody who's just sitting there like, oh, man, they told me it's going to suck because the regional manager's coming in and everything's going down today and I got to be on my P's and Q's. And now this guy is really coming over and, and, and showing me, you know, not telling me, hey, you're doing it wrong. You need to do it better. But coming over, hey, let me show you how to do it the best way so that you can be most efficient at it. That, that's, that's the difference between that, that difference between a leader and a manager. Damn. Somebody who be there and just, you know, you Somebody's gonna pull along and kind of guide you and let you make some mistakes, but also not let you make mistakes that are gonna harm yourself or harm the company, but let you learn from them as well. 
but not gonna let you sit out there by yourself and just fall by the wayside or let, just let you get in trouble. They're gonna put the time and effort in because they see the value in you being there and what you can contribute to the company and how we as a team are gonna benefit from it. Right, man. I think that's one of the biggest things any manager in any corporate environment can do, man. I remember when I was managing at Target, when you get in the trenches with your team, you know, it just speaks volumes and you may not have to do it, you know, every day, because obviously if you're doing that every day, then you shouldn't be the manager if you can't get your team to do that. But every time you get in the trenches with your team, man, like the, the morale, you know, the, the respect, it just it just goes up. Carol, I want to pose a question to you. Uh, being, you know, a senior level manager amongst the group, have you ever utilized your position of power to exert any type of influence on your employees? Every day. So what I always tell my team is, look, I'm, I'm not here to make you a great CarMax associate. I'm here to make you great in life. Like what I'm going to teach you is transferable to your relationship transferable to if you ever decide that you want to be an entrepreneur. So I'm, I'm giving you life skills as opposed to skills that will just help you be successful where we are right now. Um, and it, it's funny because I, I say things and do things that some people say, oh man, you can't say that, you can't do that. But because I also drive results every place that I've been that are greater than what anybody else has been able to do there's a certain amount of of, of 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 leeway that I get. And a lot of people will ask me, man, how did you get these results? How did you get your team to perform this way? I wish I could get my son to perform that way right now. <laughs> how do you get your team to perform this way? And it, it's like, look, they know that I, I'm more than just, you know, their, their, their boss at CarMax. Like, I'm here connected with what's important to you, what's important to your life. And you know that the things I'm giving you are bigger than just what we do here. And that's what the greatest, the greatest managers um, understand that even though you want to yield the same results, you have to understand what is important to everybody that you're leading. You have to understand what is the value, like why they're there, you know, past just, you know, the simplicity of a paycheck. We all know everybody wants to get paid, but really being able to understand what motivates everybody in order to have, you know, what I call the one band, one sound, that if you are able to figure out how all of these instruments play to make this harmonious music, that's that's the key in management. It's not just about, you know, rattling and telling somebody what to do. It's about understanding what will motivate them to do what you need done and to have that, you know, be able to move that mountain. You can't and do it alone it's about understanding how all of these pulleys work together and who needs to pull what in order to make sure we are all moving in a uniform motion and that's rare nowadays you don't get that everywhere you go um from quote unquote managers bosses whatever you got in your company i mean but at a personal level we have the same conversation about educators in the classroom where you have a group of kids coming in who are from many different places in their lives, from their homes, from the communities, everything. And it's your job to motivate them. It's not all about that test they have to take at the end of the year. It's about the lessons they're gonna learn through life and what you can instill in them and help them become a better person along the way of them learning the material that they have to learn. And at the end of the day, those are the teachers you respect and you keep in contact with years and years and years later on down the road. Those other teachers, if you see them out and about, hey, I remember you, and you keep on moving. The other ones, you make an effort to go see. Hey, hey, I'm about to say, those teachers are the ones that you see out and about and, and both of y'all try to hide from each other. Just like exactly. all that. <laughs> exactly. Those people that, that they're so into your life, it's, it's really about sowing and reaping. A teacher's not only there, because I, many times, I learn more from my kids than I, I believe sometimes I give them and I, I'm grateful for that because they bring so much to the table and then a lot of educators discredit what they can learn from their students. At the same time, those teachers that have sown into your life, you always want to reach out to and let them know how you're doing and let them know different events in your life. I'm getting things now from kids I had when I taught high school. My kids now are having children of their own. They're ha and these are the kids, some of these kids babysat for me 
when my kids were young. Um, prime example, my grandmother passed away a year and three or four months now. At 97 years old, she had, when people found out she passed away, also when she taught back in, good Lord, back in this, I can't even tell you what, she taught, she retired in her 50s. Her first couple of years of teaching, kids came out to pay their respects for her 50, 60 years later. These are grown men crying at 50, at 60 years, 60 year old because of the, the relationship they built back then. Two things that you said, like one, the, the understanding that until you realize that you are continuously learning, like the, the one of the biggest meanings of meanings of life is that you are continually learning. It's a long lesson. Understanding that you uh, should never be so bullheaded that you don't um, understand. You can uh, find uh, new lessons and learn new things daily, you know, weekly from, you know, the most uh, unknown and unthought of sources. You're being foolish, but then also how, how, how do you want to, um, you know, make yourself memorable? How do you want to create a, like, do you want to be somebody who's just, uh, you know, uh, anonymous and, and just, you know, uh, is, is, is never uh, remembered? Or do you want to be somebody who was able to infuse some type of passion or some type of thought and, uh, you know, be somebody who, when people think of you, there, there is, is something positive or there's something, you know, they feel like, wow, when I'm with them or when I had that moment with them, like it was, it was, uh, it was a great moment, and and right. that's the authenticity you have to move with if you want to be able to create a platform. I, I think, and if if we take away the, the biggest key thing today, the biggest key thing that we kept hitting on was authenticity. And if you go back many podcasts ago, I think it's the I'm the One podcast. You you hear me say that you, you can't you can't be multiple versions of yourself because every time that you try to be a different version of yourself or, or, or at least depict a different uh, face of yourself, you're taking away some of your authenticity. And that's the biggest thing is that you, you, you can't be more than one person. So whatever you're, you're dedicated to and you're, you're passionate about at, at home, that should carry over to your workplace or, to your friendships, to your relationships, because that's that's genuinely and naturally who you are without any false pretense. Anytime that you have to go and act or fake it till you make it, you're going to take away from your effectiveness. And and that's that's what this is using your platform. Your platform has to be based on a foundation of, of authenticity. And and for instance, you know your your career stats will speak to that. So Art had, now has a career stat of he was the, uh, what is it? What what is Art franchise business consultant of the year? The first one ever. Franchise Ooh. business consultant of the year, the first one ever. So 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 his his authenticity and his credibility just went up, and he did it by being exactly who he is every day and everything that he does. And that's what that's why I found success. That's why the guys on this call have found success. And that's how you will find success as well. You have to figure out who you are. You are the one. We continually say that. And that's why we say it. I am the one. And you have to be one person with one. One goal, one, one, one intent in this in this in this life, because that's the only one you commit to that and you portray that. That's how people now believe in you. That's how people want to be impacted by you. That's how people are affected by you. And that's how you change other people's lives that you come into contact with. So if there's any challenge to come out of this podcast, it's, again, figure out who you are, claim it. I am the one, and this is what I do. This is who I am. And then go out there and project that to the world using your platform. And your platform doesn't have to be huge. Um, so you know, on this call, we have people that have different levels of success uh, in their careers. Um, and look, outside of those platforms, we're the same people without those platforms. So you you heard our kids on, on this podcast and some people would be like, oh man, that's, that's just, that's not professional. But no, hey, look, we're, we're real life dads. And, you know, we're in our children's lives. 
and we expose them to the things that we're doing because we know it's going to make them better as they become grown, as they become adults. So that's who we are. And that's what we do with everyone we come into contact with. So challenge yourself. What is it that you can do? How can you affect others around you? And how can you be the most authentic version of yourself? There it is, straight from the prolific one's mouth. Gentlemen, great show, man. What y'all got going on for the rest of the day? Spending a little family time. Fix my computer. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah. Real real bitter. (laughs) So how'd you drop the water on the computer, man? What happened? Being a fool, I um. So you know, I don't know how many of you guys have the electric fly swatter, bug swatter, swatter thing. It looks like a tennis racket, and it's got the uh, you know, you press the button, you know, turn it right. So I'm sitting here. There's a um fly flying around. Of course, lands on this cup. I go ahead and real you know smooth. I kind of you know turned it on. Boom. Thought I uh hit the fly, and so when I moved it back, I couldn't see the fly anywhere. So I picked up the cup to see if um the fly was still in there and it's actually uh a um like a moscow mule cup so one of them copper like uh mugs and mm-hmm. i i grab it and i bring it over to me to see um if there's anything in there and i tilt it over and i didn't realize there was still liquid at the very very bottom and just oh. liquid just in the surface it, it fell on the uh, surface yeah yeah oh. Yeah. Well, the good the good thing is that a I had um, the uh, keyboard, the little plastic keyboard cover thing, but then also the with the the Surface Book, all of really the memory hardware, whatever crap is in the tablet part of it. Okay. Right now, only the keyboard is kind of acting up. So when I use it now, I just detach it from the uh, keyboard. Go ahead and charge it back on it. But I'm going to go today. Microsoft, holla at your boy. We need that. Um. That sponsorship there too. Yeah, you know, right. we we off we <laughs> off the grid. You know, a lot of other people use that that other you know fruit companies products, but we trying to shout y'all out. What's good? Come holla at us. Hey man, you're gonna get a couple. Mm. You're gonna get a couple of our laptops shut down. <laughs> <laughs> He's it's okay. Microsoft is gonna come come to help. Y'all gonna have new uh, Surface Books and Surface Pros stack. Ain't that right, Microsoft? Bill, what's up, Bill? Bill, what's up? <laughs> hey, man, why are you listening? Make sure you uh, subscribe, leave us comments, and uh, you know, definitely hit up info at flagology.com. Send us things that you want us to talk about on the show, uh, questions, anything you might be dealing with in life or in the workplace. You can leave a comment underneath whichever platform you use to listen or view the show, whether it's YouTube, SoundCloud, Blog Talk Radio, or any other podcatcher, you know, iTunes. We're in iTunes, Google Play whatever you use to listen to the show, but definitely give us feedback. Let us know how we're doing. Leave us comments and questions so we know what you actually feel about the show. There it is. And there it is here on the 13th floor where the furniture isn't always the best, but the views are amazing. Sing it, Kay. It's so now is your amazing time to be like, <laughs> <laughs> I'll you to the moon. Yeah. Yeah.